Last time on Roll Gay Role Play. You've got a pretty bloody Agador, and you have a dwarf, and you have a flint who's a little bit cock-hungry, a little bit bloodthirsty. He's going down, kid. Non-lethal. When that happens, the dwarf's eyes glow from purple back to normal. I'm going to yell to try to get him to leave and find Loxiv. What's his name? Marcus Flint. We are not your enemy, Marcus Flint. The real enemy is over there. You're very soft. All right, let's go. Go. Um, why? Oh, Marcus, you're in so much trouble. So it is the next morning. You guys arrived at the guild. Did want to offer you more of an, um, well, an independent explorer type job. And Mr. Loxiv, what is this independent explorer job? Think of it as an off-the-books type thing. Okay. How about to start, you go and make sure that Laney doesn't do what he did here. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Loxif. Good luck. And by the way, that's Captain Loxif now. Oh, okay, Queen. Welcome to Roll Gay Role Play, a Lizzo appreciation podcast. I, <laughs> I am your dungeon master, Chris. I'm Tisha. I play Benny. I'm Jonathan, and I play Saint Eve of Laurent. I'm Mark, and I play Hoagie. Okay, so we actually didn't discuss our uh, topic this time, but I have one for us. So if you were to make yourself as a D&D character, what would your top stat be? Okay, first of all, I feel very attacked because I was not prepared for this. Um, shit. I feel very attacked. I do, bitch. Um. <laughs> I, I think genuinely, I think my, my top stat is going to be charisma. And if it's not charisma, it's intelligence. And I think my lowest one is probably going to be wisdom because I typically can like think of things and I know things, but I don't like common sense is not my game. So I believe that if are we going off of what we think or like, like, I mean, real talk. Okay. So real talk, then mine is probably my highest would be charisma followed by strength. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, those would be mine. Because, like, I'm very outgoing. Like, I'm, like, super, like, popular. <laughs> and, like... According I'll... to who? <laughs> it, oh. <laughs> I, like... <sighs> See, Mark, I love you so much. And then, like, you say shit like that. And then I have to remember that we're friends. Because then I'm, like... I could read your ass real fast. But I'm not going to. Because I'm not that kind of girl. You know? Um, okay. Anyway, before I was highly interrupted... Yes, charisma. Because um, I'm very outgoing and popular. Say something else, bitch. I got you. <laughs> and, <laughs> followed by strength, because I do go to the gym quite a bit and I play rugby. So I think that those, like. Oh, but, like. Yeah, strength yeah. is high up for you, for yeah, sure. Yeah, but, like, I feel like, though, in my fantasy world, I am a, I am a sorcerer. <laughs> so I, like, I blow shit up. <laughs> That's why. No, you know what? Nope. 
Charisma and strength. <clears throat> there you go. Next. I would say probably constitution, then intelligence. Yeah. And then maybe charisma. I think I've, I'm down on myself a little bit with the charisma because sometimes I feel like I come off as annoying. But then I remember I'm not. So, But I would still go with constitution. <laughs> I'm here for this. Yes. Yes. All right, Jinx. I would probably have to say wisdom and then intelligence, but not so much on either. Because okay. all the other ones are pretty shitty. I ain't strong. I ain't dexterous. I think wisdom is dead on for you. I don't have that much charisma. <laughs> Do you hear the way he said that? Yeah. <laughs> like, but when you turn on Hogum, that charisma goes the fuck up. Yeah. So it's possible. Oh, but you know what? Like, it's your drag. So that's your drag. Never mind. So th- yes. <gasps> Hogum is his drag. Holy shit. <laughs> Bitch, you just had a revelation. <laughs> I did. Oh, my God. You were dead on. What the hell's going on over there? You're a drag queen. Dude, your drag queen is Hogum. Like you're you're down, and this is Mark, and this is all Mark does. And then when it's like Hogum's turn, he's like, "All right, guys, let's go." Like we can't even do his voice. How do I you can't. sustain that voice without like breaking your throat? I don't know. Can you give me a little hoagie right now? What am I supposed to do? <laughs> oh, see, like, <laughs> ow! I can't. I, I could do this voice all day. Yeah, see, look at you. And you even have, like, inflection and tone in your voice whenever you, like, speak Hogum. Yeah, this is this is awesome. Oh, my God. So we found out your drag name is Hogum McGoogle. <laughs> <laughs> but we can't spell it. And he can't say it. He can't, shit. Well, we're fucked. You know what? Drag queens can't spell either. You just make the money and, like, spend it. So there right. you go. Right. It's collecting. That's my job. <laughs> okay. I'm here for this. <laughs> All right, so let's play D&D. You guys have just left the outer walls. You're going into the wilderness. You've been walking for some time now. You spent most of the afternoon talking to Edwin and Marie and all that. So I'm going to have you guys spend the night in the forest. So you're going down the path to Ashuda. The moon comes out. The sun goes down, probably in a reverse order. You guys find a good spot off the beaten path to set up camp. Uh, is anyone uh, taking watch or who, who would be taking watch right now? I'm the first watch. You're the first watch. Perfect. Benny and Hogum sleeping, I'm assuming. <laughs> Sounds about right. So Eve, give me a perception check. And that is a nat 20. Dang. You sense nothing is happening. All right. That's what I like to hear. Nothing. Um, four hours pass. The second shift is that Hogum. Ugh. Why did I take the second shift? Oh, also, I took off my halo. I take off my halo at night. Benny can't see in the dark. Doesn't the halo glow? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I take, I take off my halo at night. However, Benny could see if she's wearing the halo. I mean, I don't think it's you could see that far with it. I think it's just like a 
Well, it's like a ray of sun, right? How many feet of vision would it give her? It's like a spotlight on the top of your head. You wouldn't be able to see like a right. range. You'd see right in front and of they, your feet. But like all of the bad guys would be able to see me. <laughs> right. True. Okay. Very true. So I put my little ray of sun, ray of sun. into my bag. And people can, I assume people can feel the halo's presence, even if they don't know what it is. Yeah. Especially believers, Mm -hmm. right? Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like a believer would like know it's there. It's like, they feel like they're getting hugged because they're surrounded by a warm embrace. Mm. Uh, They they feel their walls tumbling down. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah, Benny can't see in the dark and has nothing to be able to see in the dark, right? No, no. So you just get to sleep, I guess. Yeah. All right, Hogum, I need you to give me, now that it's your watch, give me a perception check. 18. You, uh, you hear a sound. Oh, fuck. Right next to Benny's tent. She's got a tent? <laughs> you all have a tent. You're just sitting outside right now. I'm not convinced that actually Hogum has a tent. Hogum might just pick a rock and lay down. Yeah. You slept in a fucking like horse trough. So yeah, you hear a sound next to Benny's tent. Uh, You feel that danger is approaching. What do you do? Who's there? You're met with a growl. You should go ahead and bring the alarm. Is this really happening? (laughs) (laughs) Like, did y'all just like stare into each other's eyes and do that? I mean, all right, Hoagie, what are you doing? Um, I am going to do. Where is it? I'm going to do my cantrip light. Is that right? One hundred percent. Well, I have dark vision, so it's not like it casts this man. Well, hold on. Yeah, actually, you can probably see what's going on. I mean, I'm cool if you want to <laughs> do it. Well, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. If you want to just scream and wake us up. Well, I'm pretty sure that growls would have woken us. <laughs> I was going to say. You know what? <laughs> yeah, I think the growl battle okay. woke everybody up. So, Benny and Eve, get ready. You're, you're hearing some action. So, I am going to cast this on Benny's tent. You're casting light. It says you touch one object that is no larger than 10 feet in any dimension. Until the spell ends, the object sheds bright light in a 20-foot radius and dim light for an additional 20 feet. For sure. All right, so you um, go ahead and cast your spell. You cast that spell on Benny's tent, and you see... I have to touch the object, actually. You can reach out and touch it. Ooh, I touched it. You uh, reach out, and you realize that there are um, two dire wolves on either side of Benny's tent. And they are uh, large-ass beasts growling. And uh, they're looking for some food, Hogum. What do you do? Hmm. Hogum goes, hmm. Roll initiative. All right. 
19. 20. Can I throw a net? On your turn. They saw you first. They were approaching you. They're not surprised. So there's no surprise round. I rolled a four. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry, sis. All right. We got some uh, wolves attacking. And the first person to react is Benny, who is just coming out of her tent. And uh, there's a wolf on either side of you. What do you do? Okay. So I have advantage on attack rolls against any creature that hasn't taken a turn in combat. Um, Any hit you score against a creature that is surprised. So they're not going to be surprised, that's for sure. Because my tent is bright as fuck. It's a lighthouse. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. And they're on either side of my tent, so there's no way I can, like, leave my tent and run away without one of them seeing, like, having a, a attack of opportunity, or... Um, I wouldn't say they'd have opportunity. I think you can get away from your tent without that. Well, I mean, we're in, like, a wooded area, right? Okay, so I could just jump straight up to a tree branch. Yeah, for sure. Okay, I want to do that. Okay. All right. So I'm just going to say, Hogum, I hope that uh, you have an extra tent, and I take my dagger, and I cut the top of my tent open and then just jump straight up. You're not going to take your whip and, like, sling it and then... Yeah, I have my whip. I have my whip and, and everything. So is there... They're both just equal distance from me? Yeah. So I'm going to take my whip and wrap it around the right one's neck. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, 16. I have advantage. Do I need, I mean, 16 plus 5, 21. Does that hit? Do I need to do my advantage? That hits. Okay. So that's what I'm going to do. And lift it off the ground. Like, are you pulling it? Like, are you on the branch, like, trying to, like, tug of war the neck? Or? Trying to choke him? Like. Because, like, this is a large beast. This is a big wolf. So, here's what I do is I jump down on the other side of the tree branch. (laughs) So, like, a pulley system. Like a pulley, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) How much do you weigh? Uh, 120. I think you can at least, like, snare it. Yeah, go ahead. Roll for damage. Okay. Um, whip is 1d4 plus 3 slashing. And I got a 3, so 6. Um, and I get an extra 2d6 damage. Um, because that oh. was a, f- whip is a finesse weapon. Okay. So... Go ahead and do that. So plus five, plus three. So plus eight, eight plus, I don't remember what I, oh, six. Okay. 14 damage. And it's hanging. Yes, it is. And like I had wrapped it around so I don't have to hold on to the whip to hold it up there. So it's just stuck hanging. Yeah. Two feet on the ground, but the front two paws are up. Well, Right, because my whip reaches 80 feet. 80 feet? No, it does not. It doesn't? Okay, so it said, oh, that was my crossbow. I'm sorry. It reaches 10 feet. I'm so sorry. My crossbow is 80 feet. My bad. 
Come on, whip, whip across the world. I have the best whip in the game. <laughs> it's an 80 foot whip. I'm very good with it. I wrap the other wolf's head with the other half of it. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Yeah, so this, this dire wolf is like two feet on the ground, two feet mm-hmm. up, kind of struggling to breathe. Mm-hmm. But it, it's and, held in position for sure. Okay, and for my bonus action, I hide behind the tree. All right, Eve, you're up. My toy. So uh, I see the wolf. Have at thee, bad guys. First he throws on the halo. Oh, no, we don't. We don't throw on the halo because it's dark outside, <laughs> but they will pay. Um, so I go straight to, uh, I go straight to um, the wolf that's dangling, mm-hmm. and I'm going to hit it with my totem mace. So let's see. Um, that's 19 plus 3, 22. That's a hit. All right, so 1d10 plus 1. Is that the D10 right there? Yes, it is. So I hit it for four damage. Okay. Wait, no, no, no. Hold on. I don't... Um, yeah, yeah, 1D10 plus one. So I hit it for four damage. Now it has to make a saving throw if I can incapacitate it. All right. What is my saving throw against? Uh, <laughs> oh, I rolled a 19. Constitution. Well, you won. So... Uh, yeah, it was your, it was a constitution saving throw and my constitution is at 14. So yeah. Okay. Um, but still, uh, some damage. Oh, don't I have, wait, do I have to roll? For what? Do I have to roll? Oh no, I don't. I don't. Okay. Anyway, next. Okay. So it is the hanging wolf's turn and he's going to just try and shake out of this, um, noose that he's in so strength check against a whip um say a dc 18 is that fair yeah that's fair okay he rolls it would probably be against whatever i hit him with which i think was close to that i don't know he rolled a 13, or no, a 17. So he's still in the whip. So if we said 18, it doesn't hit, so. Yes. That wolf is still just kind of like dangling. And it's the other wolf's turn. And right now, the only person near him is Hogum. So that wolf is going for Hogum. Oh, damn it. And uh, it rolls uh, 19 to hit. Okay. So it runs up and it does... 2d6 plus 3. So 2, 7 plus 3, 10 damage, Hogum. 10 piercing damage. And uh, I need you to make a strength saving throw. So roll a 20, add your strength saving throw modifier. Is that the ones on top? Uh, Top left. Top left. Okay. Is it the 17 or the 3? It's It literally says saving throw modifiers underneath. Straight, oh, plus 5. Oh, shit. Okay, yeah. Give me a uh, strength check. And I'm rolling d20? Yes. Okay. And then add 5. 16. All right, you're good. Nothing happens. He just bites you for that damage. Oh, so I... Don't get damage? No, you still take damage. You still take 10 damage, but uh, oh. the wolf can also knock you prone. He just didn't knock your, pro- your ass prone. 
You're good. Okay. Hogum, Hogum, your turn. I'm going to do a firebolt at the wolf that's nearest to me. Okay. Go for it. Four. Mm-hmm. No. No, that uh, does not hit. So you cast a firebolt at the ground. You can still make an attack with your warhammer if you want. I'm going to attack with my warhammer. All right. Yeah, 15. That hits. How much damage are we doing? It's my D8 plus 5. Is mm-hmm. that right? Yeah. And that's a 6 plus 5, so 11. Okay. Benny, top of the round, your turn. Um, okay, I'm going to jump back on top of that branch and, um, use my crossbow. Okay. Go for it. Okay. I rolled a nat 20. All right. So that is your normal damage plus one dice. Okay, and it's a 1d8 plus 3. So, 2d8 plus 3. Okay. Ooh, 2 and 2, so 7. Um, and then, it's since it's a crossbow, I get my 2d6s. So, 7 plus 1 is 8 plus 4, 12 damage. Are you going for the hanging one or the one no. that's going in? The one going after Hogum. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, they're both bloody as fuck, by the way. So, hey, Eve, your turn. Okay. Um, I'm going to just go ahead and go after the wolf that's nearest to Hogum. Okay. And I'm going to hit it with my handy-dandy totem mace. Okay. Well, I'm not going to hit it with my handy-dandy totem mace. Um, I rolled a one. So, Okay, so I imagine, like, maniacal laughter slamming your mace into a bush. Yes, uh, I, I mistaken the bush for the wolf. The wolf for the bush. And, like, real aggressive and excited about what you just hit, like... Yeah. Oh, wait. This is some nice foliage. Like, just kidding. Um, uh, so now I'm just going to hold my shield up so that I can't be hit. All right. Well, these wolves... Okay, so the first wolf in the noose still going to try and break out. It does not. It does not. It's still just kind of hanging there. And the other wolf is going to attack Hogum again. Oh, okay. Fabulous. Because I'm standing next to that wolf now. So my feat is that anytime I'm standing next to a monster... Or a person that's hostile, and they attack someone else that's around me, I attack them too. Okay. So I attack Hogum, you attack me? Yes. Cool. Let's do it. Oh, my God. So I rolled a three. So I um, did not attack Hogum. What did you get? Do I have to roll for hit? Yeah, I think you still have to roll. Because it just said, okay. I mean, maybe we... What does it say? No, no. I mean, okay. 
<laughs> so, it's my feet. It is right. Sentinel attack. When a creature within five feet of you makes an attack against a target other than you, you can use your reaction to make a melee weapon attack against the attacking creature. So should I still roll? It's called sentinel attack. It's a reaction. Yeah, you're making a melee attack, so you have to roll an attack roll. 18. That hits. Okay, fabulous. And I rolled six plus one is seven. So I hit the wolf for seven, and now he may be incapacitated. Uh, that wolf is dead. Yeah. Well, just kidding. Uh, sorry, wolf. You fought well, comrade. You now just have a wolf that is stuck in a noose. I'm not going to make you guys fight that. You've, you decide what you want to do with this wolf. And you, it's not a pet. You can't have it as a pet. Oh, Okay. No. <laughs> I know. I was going to be no. like, everybody wrote no. animal handling. <laughs> no, this wolf is clearly an enemy. Um, do with it what you wish. Um, intimidation, maybe? Somebody who has good intimidation, like, scared away? Oh, that's me. Except I rolled a one. Oh, gosh. So... <laughs> hey, hey, Hogum, why don't you try and intimidate it while Eve is yelling at a plant? <laughs> still yelling at that bush <laughs> 17 plus one all right uh yeah hogum scare this wolf away benny's up in the tree like slowly letting it go but slowly while hogum's yelling at it hatch your wife hatch your kids love it <laughs> yeah the uh <laughs> the wolf is very confused as it gets lowered down to the ground and it runs off it hides all its kids and all its wives <laughs> yeah, that ends your your nighttime battle. You are on your way to a shooter right now, and uh, we're going to give you guys a full rest. You guys have woken up, uh, spent some time at the campfire made yourself some breakfast. Uh, so all of you are good to go and you're walking down the trail and you see there's a line of tall hedges on either side of you to the right. It leads all the way to the ocean to the left. It leads beyond where you can see there is an arched doorway in front of you. As you're walking up, you realize there is but one guard standing there and you approach the Queendom of Ashuda, the edge of Crichton, and the guard greets you. And the guard is, he's a uh, halfling male. He's about three feet tall, uh, shaggy blonde hair. His uniform looks to be like two sizes too big, but he seems to be really confident about it. Like he's got a lot of big dick energy. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, he uh, he sees you and he goes, "Yo, what's up? What's welcome to a shooter? What y'all doing, hey? Huh? Hey, you big, tall, and nasty, hey." And he's looking at you, Eve. Uh, and uh, and Eve is 
baffled, <laughs> to say the least. Oh, yeah, we're we're here, um, just visiting, um, looking for a friend of ours. Oh, all right, that's what's up, lady. Yeah, like your bald head, huh? Uh. I do declare, sir, that we are on business. And, and while I do appreciate, sir, your candor and your directness, unfortunately, we have matters to tend to. It has been spoken amongst the people uh, of the previous town that we were at that you may be in clear and present danger, and we are here to help the best way that we know how. Yo, I heard a lot of pretty words coming out of that pretty mouth, so. <laughs> oh, well, shit. <laughs> Ain't no danger here, baby. This is this is a good, this is a good area. Like, we just, we farmers, man. We just do vegetation. Is, have you seen any, maybe, warlocks around? Is he a war, he was a warlock, right? You're gonna make me thrip through my pages. Let's see, he was a warlock, yes. What's the warlock look like, you know? Because I've seen a lot of people come through here. Oh. Who, are, are you looking for someone sus- like sus- suspicious or sus- that p- Pacific? You know that word. Right. Yeah. Yeah, like the ocean, not the Atlantic. Um, uh-huh. Uh, those don't exist in this world. That specific ocean? I know that ocean. What you talking about? <laughs> Is that one over there? And he points to the land. <laughs> have, have you seen Lainey, who's Agdor's husband? Yo, Lainey comes around all the time. Yeah, man, I saw him. He had a girl this time, though. Like, he got some new help or some shit. Like, she has some weird purple eyes, too. It was cool. <laughs> dear, dear sir, where are they now? Oh, uh, they said they were heading to, um... Ah, oh, shit, man. Let me, let me think. Hold on. Your eyes are just too pretty, man. I can't focus. So what's your name? Uh, so, um, but one, um, where, where would they have been going? Oh, they were heading to Sinon. Yeah, that's what it was. S-I-N-A-N, Sinon. Huh. S-A-N-I-N? Girl, you writing a lot. Like, you got some notes and shit. Your friend hot. What's his name? His name is Eve. Oh, Eve. Hey, Eve. You- yeah, yeah, Eve's really cool. Um, but he's, you know, uh, taken. Benny, I think mm. we need to let this play out for a moment. I mean, if y'all back in, yeah, your friends are backing down. What's up? What's up? What's up? You tall. Uh, you know, it, it, I think that maybe, um, this, this whip could teach you about consent. You know, I shouldn't just whip you without you asking me to, right? Because <laughs> that's rude. Consent is important. I know what it is. So y'all just want to go through? Yeah, or? that'd be great. I mean, the gates are open, man. Like, I don't, I'm just, okay. like, stand here. So, bye. All right, peace. Have I mean, you call day. me, booty. Hey. I do declare that that was quite a bit. <laughs> In the fantasy world. <laughs> In the fantasy world, like, <laughs> my skin was crawling the entire time. Um, okay, so Eve, uh, I think that maybe that guard would have maybe some more information. I'm a little bit worried that Lainey has a purple-eyed person that's obviously he has under his control. Um, so, and that guard seems to know a lot, right? He seems to know Lainey. Um, so, and he he's being distracted by how... 
how beautiful and gorgeous you are. So maybe I can go like have a conversation and get some, some real information from him. And, you know, maybe you guys can like figure out where exactly Sinon is and go from there. Uh, my dear Benedetta, I must, unfortunately, I must counter your idea. This gentleman, this god of sorts, is clearly attracted to me, and I think that I would have the easiest time siphoning information from this person. And since you are a bit more of a sleuth and a bit of a better detective than I am, I think that it'd be best if you were to be the one to track down our dear friend Laney and his purple-eyed beast. Okay. And I'm saying that so begrudgingly, like so begrudgingly, like the uh, the blessing of Yonsei, my hair is not even floating anymore. <laughs> like, because Yonsei knows that I'm bothered. Okay, so uh, my dear Benny and Mr. Hogan. Do you need some company? I do believe that you may come off as repulsive. Okay. So, Mr. Hogan, if you could please... Uh, if Benny were to be in trouble at some point in time with Mr. Laney, please be her defender. Let's go, Benny. Okay, you want to meet back here in uh, uh, 20 minutes? I do declare that 20 minutes might not be long uh, enough. <laughs> oh, gosh. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I, I understand now. Oh, man. <laughs> I need to set a precedent that, Jonathan, you and I are not going to cyber fuck right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who says that? How old are you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm younger than you! Uh, <laughs> what do you do, snap fuck? <laughs> um, um, That's a good question, so, I guess. Um, so, at this point in time, like, you see, like, um, the hair falls, like, the runway's gone, the catwalk is <laughs> gone, and you see, like, Eve and, like, her most, his most, like, irritated and, like, but, like, just crushed form. Because he's, like, for the first time in forever, I'm taking one for the team. So, uh, I look at Benny and I look at Hogum. And I say, Yonsei, be with you. You got this. And I just walk away. And with you, um, hey, catch this. And I throw one of the speaking stones to uh, Eve. Do I, wait, wait, do I wait, need wait, to wait. roll to catch it? Or do These I speaking it? stones, I thought it was just between Loxif and You know Benny? what, Mark? Shh. I was 100% going to let this play out. I was going to be like, yeah, Loxif would have given me the speaking stone, the other one. I have, I would say I'd have both of them, but, you know. Yes, but then you can't talk to Loxif. Is that the way you want to go? Oh, shit. I was going to let it happen, but I was going to let it bite you in the ass later. I mean, let's just leave it as it is. Okay. Um, you know, so it can be, like, not cheating. Let's do this. Uh, you guys have passed through the gates. And mm-hmm. as you guys are discussing what the plan is, uh, you notice that the, uh, the entire, uh, your entire view is covered in farm, prairie, 
barns, tall stocks. It is clearly near harvest season. You are looking at pure farmland. Um, it, it, it's looking at the Midwest, but like okay. certain parts of the Midwest, like the good parts where it's farm <laughs> and not where there's people, right? So that area. What you see in front of you is a, is the pathway into Ashuda. You see it lead downhill and to the right. It's kind of covered by bushes right now, so you don't really see what's going on in the trail, but you can see a lot of farms and windmills and uh, crops in the distance. Like, it just smells like agriculture here. Okay. Well, um, how about this, Eve? Uh, we'll meet you at the end tonight. I do declare... Or tomorrow morning. Miss Bennett, yes. Uh, tomorrow morning. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Bennett, Miss Bennett, I, I will definitely see you uh, tomorrow morning. Sounds like a plan. If if I have not crucified myself on a cross. <laughs> so I'm putting on a face. I am ready to do my job for my team. And... You can tell that it's all an act because while I look confident, my blessing of Yonsei is still not working because I am just repulsed, like more or less repulsed. But I literally like my gate is like wide and I'm taking long strides and the hips are sashaying. I do a little hair flip to like try to activate the blessing of Yonsei, but like shit, she's not having it. And so I walk up. I do a whole ass shablam, like kick, kick one leg up in the air, death drop, and then like do a whole ass like backwards, like somersault tuck roll, stand up, flip my hair again. And I'm like, hello, sir. I do believe that you may have something of interest to me. Uh, Saint Eve of Laurent. I mean, cause you got some moves. Cause like you got something interested in me. So like, hi. I do declare that I will forever be so curious as to where your accent has come from, sir. But that is for another time. Um, sir, unfortunately for you, you uh, dropped some good little tidbits of information for uh, my party and my friends, especially one Miss Benny. And we are all just so curious. Um, how do you happen to know about Mr. Laney and Mr. Agador? He he's like a traveler, man. Like he he like comes by all the time, and like I see him, and I say, "Hey, what's up?" And we got a handshake because we do that shit. Have they ever done anything that may have been off? Has Lainey ever maybe traveled with a different companion other than Agador or this new uh, purple-eyed friend that you uh, gazed your countenance upon? Yo, this girl is new, man. Like, I can't even, like, her eyes were, like, straight up purple. Like, all of them. Like, the whole eye. Uh, But nah, he normally, like, just comes by. He, like, buys some shit. He takes a bag back. Like, it ain't nothing. Okay. I, and, uh, uh, excuse me, sir, what is your name by chance? I, I do believe that with such a delightful accent, you must have such a delightful name as well. Yo, my name is Ty, just man, but they call me Ty. How delightful, uh, Ty, just. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 remarkable, sir. Um, uh, 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 fantastic. Now, this uh, purple-eyed woman and this gentleman, I am going to do a little something right now. 
Um, just to see yeah. that if, just to see if we're on the same page about the the rest of this evening. Um, if you could please uh, just uh, listen up, and I'm going to cast uh, detect good and evil. Oh shit! Okay, go for it. What do, do I need to do? Something or mm-hmm. hold on. Detect good and evil. Well. Well, hold on, wait. Maybe I can't... Hold on. Oh my god, why is everything being stupid? See, and we're doing so well now. Like, I'm breaking up less. (laughs) Like... It's okay, this is a weekday episode. (laughs) Um, Evil and good. Yes. Oh yeah, so for the duration, you know, if there's an aberration, elemental, faith fiend, or undead within 30 feet of you, as well as... Where the creature is located, similarly, you know, magically consecrated, desecrated. Okay, so no, you don't, you don't, you don't get to say that. Okay, hold on. What are you trying to find out? If I, because I'm about to tell him, like, hey, by the way, we just had to apprehend Agador, and he is um, under the rule of an evil cat who is trying to take over the world and destroy all religions. And okay. your town is next. So I'm about to drop the heavy shit on him. Okay, do an insight check instead of detect good and evil and save yourself a spell slot. Look at you being a uh, nice DM. Wait. Oh, my dice are on my bed now. Hold on, wait. <laughs> 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 okay. Insight. And my insight is at... I think I have... Oh, yeah. So, just negative insight. I mean... Okay. So, I rolled a one. Uh, okay so what you notice is he's obviously wanting that dick so i am going to um hmm. yeah i just i would like to know maybe if you have noticed uh laney doing things a little bit differently uh certainly uh recently Yo, you mean like the purple-eyed lady? Because that was some bullshit. Because, like, I don't know what has purple eyes. And she did. Was she ever aggressive? Uh, nah, like a statue, man. Like, just she just a stood there. Like, she walked up and she was like, boom, in line. Like, sir, yes, sir, sir. Okay. Um, and do you happen to know, uh, Deberry asks, do you, uh, sir, do you happen to know where they are at this moment? Have they left the uh, great queendom of Ashuda already? Nah, man. They go into one of the cities in there. They go into, um, yeah, they, they, uh, they go into, they go into Sinon, man. They go in, uh, they said they go into Sinon. That's, I mean, that's like one of them boating towns. Like they go to the boats and shit and they, uh, yeah, he goes to Sinon. Oh, uh, you know what? There's another town on the way that's super cool. Got a big-ass temple. There's this town called Rashmashen, man. And uh, Rashmashen, that, that place, like, got this big-ass temple, big old gold, uh, that front of the temple shit, whatever that is, shrine. So you should go check that out on your way if you're going to see Lainey. He a cool-ass dude, man. That, that girl weird, though. Like, I watch out for her because she, she fucked up.
I do declare that you have given me much to think about on my journey to uh, Sinan um, and Rosh Mashah. So uh, what I'm going to do is uh, take you up on your word and, 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 you know, follow Mr. Laney because he is a character of great importance um, to our mission, sir. So as long as I believe that you are telling the truth, sir, I will be on my way and I am leaving at this moment. Yo, but you ain't gonna, like, but, like, you ain't gonna talk or anything? Because, like, I mean, I write a rap for you, man. Uh, uh, Kant, sir, you are just, um, much too generous for the likes of me. I bid you farewell. Alright, alright, bye, sexy. I love to watch you leave. And then I, like... Keep walking, keep walking, I wanna watch. I'm going to, like, straight up, like, zombie straight man walk <laughs> <laughs> like i'm not walking i'm lu- i'm lumbering i am lumbering <laughs> like straight leg no hip oh that's beautiful okay so uh as you're straight legging away uh we'll uh move over to benny and hogum so benny and hogum you left eve and you started walking down the path, and I now need a perception check from you too. Oh, f- what? I got a one. I got a fifteen. Okay, Hogum, you see up ahead on the right side of the road. There is a lifeless body. Oh shit! And that's an actually a good place to end this episode. It's a little early, but it'll work. Uh, come back next week. It'll probably be a longer episode. You can find us on Twitter at Roll Gay Role Play. And you can find me on Twitter as well. I am Chris the DM, and that's Chris with a K. And I'm Tisha. I play Benny. And you can find me on Instagram at the number one Tish, the number one. Hi, I'm Jonathan, uh, flaming homosexual. And you can find me also on Instagram at J-E underscore Washington. I'm trying to be famous. Hey, my name is Mark, and you can follow Hogum at, on Twitter at Hogum All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Ate a spoon of ice cream. <laughs> a spoon. <laughs> yeah.